When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yo, and welcome to the 75th episode of Lake of Rage, a Pokemon trading card game podcast. I'm your host, as always, Kevin Clementi, aka Mellow underscore Magikarp. I'm joined today by two very special temporary guest hosts. Joining us for the very first time, fresh off of a top eight at the first regional of the year, we have the Miltank Master, Jack Moore. Hey. Perfect. And then we have joining us for the fourth time... Not enough time. The dude who pretends that he knows how to play control decks, but in reality, other people play them better. Alex Cook. <laughs> <laughs> That's the, the amount of true things that you have said to me over the, over the course of the last few years. That's the truest. <laughs> so a very special episode for you today. We're going to be talking to Jack about his run at the Baltimore regionals. And most importantly, so if you tune in, you're like, do I really want to hear an old format? I think the best thing we're going to get out of this is the mentality of playing such a specific counter deck into such a large field. I feel like there is a lot that everyone can learn, even if this isn't Lost Origin. There's a ton about the mentality of picking a deck and picking a counter meta deck that I think you'll be able to get out of this one. But first, the most important thing we have to mention Piper Lapine won the Baltimore Regional. Congratulations to her. This is two episodes after that because the Henry episode was recorded before day two even started. So a huge congrats to Piper. We heard some other podcasts out there brag that they called Radiant Zard as the winner. Yo, that's cool and all. We called the winner of the Regional who called her pick of Radiant Zard. So shout out to those other podcasts for pretending they know what they're doing. But in the end, Lake of Rage is the best podcast as always. And most importantly, Piper, congratulations to her on being amazing. So podcast pretending they know what they're doing. <laughs> so Ooh, all right. we always got to call someone. Mentions in now, folks. <laughs> So, Jack, it is your first time here. First time here, we like to do some rapid strike questions. It's been a little while since we've done that, but you'll have 60 seconds to answer the questions as quickly as you can. No thought, no explanation, just boom, rapid fire off the top of your head. Are you ready? I'm ready. I'm ready. Perfect. Question number one, winter or summer? Summer. What's your favorite snack? Uh, cookies. Who's your favorite Pokemon? Uh, Regigigas. Favorite deck you've ever played? Malamar. Would you rather be late or be early? Early. What's your favorite emoji to use? Oh, skull emoji. Topics on, toppings on your perfect pizza? Uh, pepperoni. That's it. What color sleeves do you use? Pink. Cats or dogs? Dogs. Juniper, sycamore, oak, rowan, or magnolia? Juniper. What's your favorite subject in school? History. What is your favorite holiday? Oh, Thanksgiving. Rate your karaoke skills on a scale of one to Beyonce. Two. 
<laughs> Mario Bros or Legend of Zelda? Mario. Favorite region in a Pokemon game? Unima. How many pairs of shoes do you own? One. That was impressive. I think that's a record. You answered 18 questions in 60 seconds. Wow. That was insane. A stark contrast to the time Alex answered four questions in 60 seconds. (laughs) Now, the the most important part, you said Malamar as your favorite deck to play. Which which version of Malamar and why would you ever say that? Great spell tags, maybe one Giratina Garchomp, as pure as it gets. Uh, I played that for so long. That is such a cool deck. I've never once lost the mirror in my life. Oh, the mirror is very fun. I'll give you that one. That's my favorite matchup of all time. I still Malamar is your favorite deck of all time. It really, really hurts. Without <laughs> so, I got to ask. Uh, let's learn a little bit more about you because hearing that question makes me wonder how long you've been playing how long have you been competitive you know all this other stuff what are some of your accomplishments in the past let us know a little bit more about you you as a player well i've been playing for locally just at least for about a decade maybe but uh competitively i think i won my first cup in seniors uh about five years ago the crimson invasion it's my mouse pad now yo the buzz uh the Sil Valley. Sil Valley. Sil Valley League Cup champion. <laughs> uh, sure. But uh, ever since then, I've been playing Pokemon. You know, going to some cups. I mostly just grind cups. I barely do regionals, but uh, that's just how I've been. Uh, I'm going for Worlds number three, hopefully, this year. Japan. Let's go. But, uh, I, th- I think you're off to a good start. A top eight is yeah. how many CP? 100. That's a very good start. Holy. Yeah. <laughs> is this your first year in Masters? This is second year of Masters. How'd last year go? Uh, good. Uh, well, I guess technically it started, I aged up in 2019, and then over the whole COVID, I was a Master as well. But okay. I played in London, lost my day two winning in. Uh, so, and then the Open was kind of a disaster, but that's okay. <laughs> The open was interesting for everyone. I didn't get to play it, but like just hearing people talk about how they did, it's like some very good players did very bad and some very questionable decks did very well. Yeah. Speaking of yeah. you can't use the term questionable decks when we're about to have the conversation we're about to have. No, Alex, that was my segue, bro. You you messed it up. Oh, <laughs> oh sorry. I was about to say, I'm here to defend all of the uh, all the adjectives we're going to use today. <laughs> yeah, yes, Alex is here very specifically for this deck. Yeah. But uh, speaking of questionable decks, before I was rudely interrupted, <laughs> you played Morpico Mill Tank, a deck that I feel like is so under the radar because I've. I have to call it out. I called it out on Twitter. Chip responded on their podcast on Twitter. This was never on stream. Of all the decks on the day, Stonejourner is cool. I love watching someone attach an energy and heal 120 damage every single turn until their opponent decks out. Super fun gameplay, right? How did this deck not get on stream? And because of that, I think it was just... No one paid attention to the fact that Miltank Morpico made top eight at the largest regional ever. A deck that no one knew existed, except those people who watch YouTube.com slash Mellow underscore Magikarp. 
Jack, how the heck? I'm just going to use how are you brave enough to bring this deck to the largest regional championship in the history of the Pokemon trading card game? What is the background there? So I saw the YouTube video. Uh, I got informed after NEIC. I saw the deck and I was like, oh, that's cool. I want to play that for Worlds. But I do that a lot for decks. Uh, and then I moved on to another deck in two days. And I was like, oh, I want to play that instead for Worlds. And then I forgot about it. <laughs> um, Wait, what did you play? So I played Worlds. Worlds. I played Polycamp for Worlds. Uh, oh, gross. Well, yeah. But <laughs> and I thought, well, time to play something else. I can't play because I hit so many mirrors day one of Worlds and the open. Like, I'm not going to play Pelican mirrors again. I got to <laughs> play something fresh. Um, so about three weeks before Baltimore, I tried Arceus Agron. Uh, I was like, that's fine, but it's not a deck I really enjoy playing, so I'd rather not play it. Um, and then I thought, oh, well, Morpico takes, seems like we just take a very good, uh, ADP matchup. Uh, and while the new Mew variant's more, an even better matchup than the other Mew variant, um, I would argue, yeah. Um, and like, felt like the stars are kind of aligning. Mutual Union didn't see much success at Worlds, which is a matchup you don't really want to hit at all. Uh, and I figured, well, now might be the time to try something kind of bold. And if I just have a good run, maybe I'll make day two. And uh, it turns out you did have a good run and you did make day two. <laughs> so you were really, you went into the tournament knowing, like, because you said I had a good run. Did you know you needed a little bit of luck in your matchups? Or did you need a little bit of luck in your draws? Or you're nodding your head yes? Well, honestly, like the deck itself is pretty consistent. I bricked, I bricked in top eight. And if I was going to brick in any set, I'd rather it be there, just get out of the way. <laughs> uh, but throughout the day, the deck was very consistent. I just need to hit. It was just like a matchup roulette, really. If I had too many bad matchups, I'm out. If I had too many good matchups, I'm in top eight. Um <laughs> But Too honestly, the point matchups. was the day two. I've never day two to regional before. Uh, that was my first one. What? So That's ridiculous. I, I was like, well, if everything goes my way, maybe I'll squeak in at six to one. And I did. So, but I just need, I was like, well, on average, I'll hit maybe two Palkia, one like Reggie or Mutual Union. I just need to be okay against that. And then I'll be in. And then everything else I beat. So going back to the preparation before we get into the actual tournament part of it, how much did you test with the deck versus because the way you worded that made me sound like you just kind of said, you know what, this deck seems fine. Let's just hit the good matchups. Or did you actually grind a bunch of games with it? Well, I've noticed whenever I do a tournament, I do better if I just pick a deck a few days before and just play it instead of testing. I do, it seems to do worse when I test. Uh, which is really weird, but it sounds like the opposite of everything I've ever heard from everyone. <laughs> yeah, I have like a I have a flow state. When I get into that flow state, I'm good. I just <laughs> have that when I play new decks. But um, we've got local kind of Wednesday tournaments where I'm at, um, and they're pretty good. And everybody there is actually pretty good, so it's good testing 
So I did about 15 rounds total over the three weeks at Wednesdays with that. And then maybe another 10 games, 15 games outside of it. And I just called it around 30 games. Okay. It was the week before the tournament. I said, you know what? I'm just going to go into Pokemon cleanse for a week. I don't really want to play any more Pokemon. I I Uh, think there's actually some amount of value to that, though. To like mention the just as a quick little aside is sometimes you just be like, I can't play anymore or else I'm going to overstress and overthink. So I definitely respect that 100%. I'm just like, I'm just going to not play right now. <laughs> but um, I had my friend Owen, who also played more Pico, the same 60 as me, in Baltimore. He grinded close to 100 games with it. Because he wanted, he wanted to pass, which is crazy. <laughs> uh, but uh, it was helpful. And let me try out. You know, I think of an idea. I don't want to test it. Let's have somebody else test it do that uh so it ended up working out pretty well so out of curiosity what are some of those changes that you made or i guess potentially owen made (laughs) to the deck from the original version that alex had played at naic and we put out the youtube video and you know blah 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 so what are some of those differences and why the biggest one was the speed energy i think that's the most noticeable one uh alex's list played four lighting energy and I played four speed energy. Uh, in kind of tandem with that basic energy was that Alex's list played a Rhyhon, and I played no Rhyhon because I have no basic energy. Um, and the Rhyhon was interesting to me. I I never really got it. Uh, I don't I don't really understand what the point of the Rhyhon is. So and I'd love some clarification. Yeah, so it's the idea that um, if you're attacking with Regilecki, you have an energy on it and you're like recycling some stuff. And if they think that they want to boss around it or do some shenanigans around it, um, they're, they're going to leave the energy on the Regilecki. And then you can Raihan attach and use its second attack to snipe something for 120. And generally speaking, that's like a fairly decent thing because you can take like a Drizzle that's going to become an Inteleon. You can take um, any sort of uh, counter to something. You can put damage on a Genesect to set it up for a mill tank. Like, there's a lot of different things you can do with it, and it also adds a layer of like, okay, I need I need a path this turn. I need a I need a Galar mine this turn because I'm going to my next turn I'm going to set this up. So that's why I liked the Raihan. But then when I saw like what you guys did and dropped the for the speed energies, it I, in my mind I was like, yeah, that's probably fine. Like, because the times that you need to Raihan and do cute things are less than the amount of times that speed energy probably helps you so like yeah that's why i played it but yeah it, the change that wasn't the change that i was like hmm on so yeah in i'm in the end i'm really glad we played the speed energy uh because you just the ability to just draw two cards and it not being your supportive for turn was so big uh the issue i had with Rahan was just i couldn't find it too often like, it being relevant enough... I never once attacked with Regilecki in the tournament, because I think that attack is just kind of awful. But You mean uh, the second attack, not the first attack, right? Or the, second, the first attack's awesome. Second <laughs> attack, I just okay. never found a good use from. For every situation I was in, I was just like, I would rather use his first attack or just attack with something else. Uh, because getting rid of two-speed energy right now is a big deal. Or, yeah. like, being able to commit two-speed energy is hard. As, as a real quick um, aside, because I think a lot of people listening maybe unfamiliar with they might know mill tank they know mill tank they might know more pico this is not the regilecki you probably think it is this is the one reggie gigas doesn't play or the quote-unquote bad lecky 
with the first attack that put a trainer card from your discard pile into your hand. And then the second attack is lightning, lightning, colorless, discard two lightning from the Pokemon. This attack does 120 to one of your opponent's bench Pokemon. So when we say the bad attack, that's the one. Specifically only to the bench. That was the deal breaker for me. Yeah. I was like, if this get, I actually didn't know it. I'd only hit the bench until round one. And I read it. Like, oh, <laughs> that's- Surprise. Um, yeah, and I was like, well, this makes my Inteleon matchup a little worse because I can't knock out an Inteleon that's in the active. Uh, I don't think you're clean hitting a Inteleon with a Regilek ever, but or the no, situation where you do that are rare. But what I what I was finding is I, I could take Drizzles that would become it, and I was taking like if I if I tickled with Mil- Morpeko first, then they got out of the active, then you could then you could give them the full send. So. That's fair. That's why it was it was for those clutch plays. Yeah, no, that that makes sense. Uh, and if I played more Palkia, it would probably come up eventually where I'd want that. But um, and the, a lot of the times with the speed energy, I would just bench a more Pico, and like I'm not really going to use more Pico too often throughout the game. It's there. It's a pivot, and I can just attach speed energy to it. And it's just I just have it as like a thing that draws me cards throughout the whole game, as like a pseudo engine. And that was just nice to have the whole tournament. That's like a cool uh, like deck building thing that I think everyone can kind of get out of this. Uh, speed energy is a really good card. <laughs> and sometimes yeah. just playing consistency cards is good. <laughs> I know it sounds really obvious, but like as you're saying this, it's like, I never suggested that to Alex. Why did I never suggest that? <laughs> you got to think, too. It's like the, it's the same, not the same entire idea as like Greninja, but like Greninja is energy for two cards. It's literally the same thing. The only thing it uses is your attachment for turn, which this deck doesn't need. Like, yeah. get an early energy on a mill tank to, like, hope, like, if you need to do something with it, like, go for it. But outside of that, you don't need to attach every turn. Exactly. So, what are some it's of the, like Greninja. What are some of the other changes you made, either for the Pokemon Go set or to expected meta, or you just thought Alex's list sucked, which is fair? So the biggest hey, you Pokemon get, Go okay, set. Well, you get that's the sec, that's the second dig at Alex. You get three, and then you're done. <laughs> that's the rule. But the biggest Pokemon Go set change I found was the Ditto, uh, and I think that's what people noticed as well. I love uh, the Ditto so much. I think no, the Ditto's so good. So I I watched the interview, and then this was around the time Pokemon Go was coming out, and then I read Ditto like the next day, and I thought. Wait a minute. This would be really good in here. You're all non Rulebox Pokemon. What if I need, like, instead of playing a third Yveltal or a third anything, I could just play Ditto. Um, and throughout the tournament, I just found Ditto to be like an insurance policy. Like, I can make riskier plays and, because I have Ditto. Like, I can commit this Yveltal against Mew, not when I'm necessarily in the optimal spot. Because I know, worst case, if they knock it out, I've still got a Ditto. And that's my 30 Veltal, because that's my only Pokemon. Re- I don't play Pokemon Recovery. Ditto is my Pokemon Recovery, in a sense. Um, so I found that to be really good. I can make kind of bolder plays with Regieleki, because I could Ditto Regieleki back. Um, I thought it was good. I didn't use it too often, because the deck was just good. Uh, and a lot of times, I wouldn't need it. But I did use it throughout the day a few times and those times when like i needed it were games where i was in trouble without it which was very which which made it very important so i'm so my, I, you go for it go, 
All right, cool. All right, take a seat. Um, my question, my question is like, obviously the Raihan gets dropped, and you have this extra floating spot because you play the speed energies. Um, I get the, I get dropping the Teddy Ursa. I'm not here to defend that god awful card. Wait, wait. Can uh, we please mention Alex? How did you obtain a Teddy Ursa before NAIC? That's a fun story. I talked about it. In, go, go watch the thing. <laughs> Okay. I'll it there. Uh, for those that don't know, the quick version of it is that no one had it. The vendors didn't have it in their bulk, so I had to drop 150 bucks on a Darkness Ablaze booster box and open it till I got a Teddy Ursa, which I attacked with a zero times. So, uh, whatever. Uh, so yeah, dropping the Teddy Ursa for the Ditto makes sense. The Raihan for the fourth mill tank is my like big question because like I get four mill tank like. Of anyone that's gonna get it, like I get it. Um, I'm curious as to why that wasn't for like a second Regilecki, and you still played Ditto for insurance. Because when when I got back from NAIC, I dropped Teddy Ursa for Regilecki, and then played some locals with it. And I was like, okay, this was the answer. So I'm wondering why the floating spot went to the fourth mill tank instead of second Lecky, or something a little bit more spicy like the um the spongy gloves or the yell towel so spongy gloves was very nearly in the list at first um and i thought like well that'd be really good against palkia uh to just go it did make it a little tougher to spongy gloves against palkia because there's no raihan right because like the raihan instantly benching it instantly powering up in one turn seems really good and you can raihan for the gloves because they're hard to find um, but uh, I never really considered the yell towel, which is interesting. Uh, but I can understand it. Uh, we we dropped it initially for the idea is that with two lecky, you could uh, you I dropped a switch card for the yell towels. What I ended up doing, uh, so it was only three switch card and a yell towel. And the idea is that if you take out all of their Intellions that are dealing one twenty, and they still have like a pinger or two. And they're just like, cool, I'm going to sit on the pinger Pokemon and just deal 20 a turn. That switch cart isn't enough to fully heal. But every other turn, you uh, you Regilecki for Yeltao. And then you never That's... have to worry about damage sticking. That's interesting. I didn't consider that. Uh... That's really smart. Yeah, I did not. Yeah. It was, it was something I thought of after NIIC because if you watch the interview with me, like I said, I very similarly to, to Jack, I basically like... I tested six thousand different versions of it, and then went, "All right, but we're we're probably fine." <laughs> like, sure, um, I'm just full sent. So the yell towel was something I thought of afterwards. Yeah, I don't know if I'm. But the it. reason I went for the uh, fourth mill tank over second Regilecki was one because I had Ditto, and Ditto copies Regilecki way better than it copies mill tanks because mill tanks special properties, its ability, right? Uh, <laughs> Did you never use Ditto to use route? route. <laughs> Route is so. I did ditto for route, but uh, <laughs> in what situation I, was that the correct play? I like. I believe you, but like, <laughs> that's a great question. I wish I remembered. I think <laughs> I maybe out. just need to poke a Palkia or like knock out an Intellion. Maybe okay. That's what I would assume is that. that it's Intellion knockout. That makes sense. Yeah. Anyway. That was something that I can, we complained about forever ago was the fact that Mil the thing that like, gate kept Milk Tank like the ability is good and all, but like the damage output's the thing that like really doesn't it keeps it from being like the best. It, it's a bad card. Yeah. Let's just let's just call it what it is. Mill Tank is well, a well, is bad now. attack. Well, it is now. Well, sorry Sableye exists. 
Anyway, sorry, sorry, Kramer. It wasn't great. Are you kidding me? It's Kramer. That's the problem. And don't forget Shred. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> oh god, it's so bad. But anyway, all right, Jack. We we cut you off in the middle of the the ditto yeah. copying. Row was never Row was never a great attack to begin with. <laughs> I wasn't wasn't thrilled when I got the route every turn, but. Uh, Honestly, I liked the fourth Mill Tank one because I just like starting it. Regilecki's a cool starter. Mill Tank's a cooler starter. Um, in case of like a donk, right? Like if your hand isn't great and you get one Pokemon to start with, make it Mill Tank. That is your best chance of surviving. Is Meloetta uh, the only thing in the format that's going to KO a Mill Tank on turn two? Like, unless there's, like, a um, weird Decidueye and they happen to have the perfect fighting energy double turbo. But that's so unlikely, right? Rare candy and Dillon. Do it. Oh. Hyper did it. Uh, <laughs> I didn't know she played Rare Candy until she donked me, or took a knockout in the Milkbank turn, too. And I was like, well, that's... Okay, uh, that, that, that one makes sense, too. Yeah. Yeah. But otherwise, I don't think so. The barrel could do it if they go really aggressive, hit heads, get good pings, uh, which opponents had to go for over the course of the day. Yeah, I um, love it. the moment the moment that my opponents attached to the barrel, I'm just like, here we go. Yeah, <laughs> I win. You don't play a counter. You're attaching to a barrel. You're out of options. Yep. That's yeah. So, as someone who's like on the outside talking to two mill tank players, is it? The keys you have to attach to be barrel, but as soon as you do that, are you tipping your hand that I have nothing in my deck? Is there ever anything else to do to play a mind game that I can do, or is it just like you have to attach and hope for the best? Yeah, yeah I think you have to attach and hope for the like the thing is, like, you know you're probably gonna lose that matchup. I think two different ways, especially with with uh RCS Pikachu, the only two ways that you win are like praying to Arceus literally that you hit <laughs> a Bidoof like and you're doing things with a barrel and stuff or that you get the Pikachu super super early and hope the Miltank player is bad and decks themselves out um, outside of those two options like you're not yeah you're Jack do you have an anti-deck out strategy Shauna <laughs> uh, Shauna was in the list um, Shauna was my plan nobody went for it with Pikachu but in testing locals People tried to Pikachu the deck, and then I just dropped past about 20, 30 turns, played on Shano, and my deck's about to run out. And then, no matter what, they can Marnie me, but they'll be at a card deficit, because they draw an extra card with Marnie, and then they have to play Marnie, a card from their hand. Whereas, I can just sit, not play any cards, and then get my hand shuffled back in for me, through their Marnie. Um, And I should, like, always win that deck out. Worst case, if it's not going well, you Regilecki get the Shauna back. Mm-hmm. Um, but that shouldn't come up if they don't have a counter for Meltank and you just have a Meltank in the active. I'm surprised to hear no one went for that because I would have felt like been one of the main strategies you'd automatically try to do, but yeah, maybe that's just it's me. No, it's an extra my... out against uh, sorry, Stone Turner. <laughs> oh, Stone Turner is bad. Uh, so the funny story about Stone Turner is the guy who played Stone Turner was uh, the other guy in the car with me. Um, so, so we were your like, car oh, was your oh, car was two melt things and a stone turner and a mew driver. Uh, oh, well, <laughs> yeah, make the mew player do the work. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> but um, 
So he never actually figured out what our deck did until the car ride back, where he's like, okay, uh, please just explain to me what your deck does. I thought it was all, I just thought it was jank. Um, but yeah. we talked, we did talk about it with him, and we did figure out that he's smart. He plays four Kabu. Uh, he plays full face guard. They probably win that deck out. Um, yeah, because you do zero damage. Yeah. You generally, though, you need. So I, I've actually legitimately played against the deck. Like the day I got back from NIIC, I drove straight here and Owen was hanging out. And uh, he's like, all right, I don't get the deck. Show me it. So we ran it up on ladder and the first deck was Stone Journer. And I was like, okay, this isn't a good idea, but here we go. And we sat there for an hour. Uh, we almost climbed out on PTCGO. Um, the way that you beat the Stone Journer deck is that they have to use more cards to tank than you do. Because they mm. need to put their, their stone energies down and like you can, you can play around them having to evolve stone energy, blah, blah, blah. Um, and so every, the turn that they Kabu you Marnie. And mm. and both people always deck out, deck out, deck out, and you match every single one of their Kabus with a Marnie, because the, then it doesn't really help them, it just helps you. And the moment they run out of Kabus, that's when you hit them with the Shauna for the last turn and they deck out. Interesting. That's interesting. But also that took oh, you an yeah. hour without shuffling? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, that sounds miserable. <laughs> yeah, I was just off the plane ride, too. I was dead tired. And I always was like, show me the deck, and I'm just clicking, clicking. Anyway, but uh, yeah, we um, the Stone Journer and I actually like matched records almost all of day two. <laughs> I was so paranoid of hitting that Stone Journer, <laughs> uh, and just every round I didn't hit it. I was like, oh, that's okay. gotta feel good. <laughs> One more round. Legitimately, if that was a thing, I would have just been like, "Hey, we're IDing, going to get food." I hope so. Yeah, that's true. Uh, if that's you knew I'm... them, that would actually potentially work. Yeah. 100%. Well. He knew he knew his like he knew he had a good shot. So so I asked him like if we play, we IDing, right? He said, Well, <laughs> I don't know about that. But then but Maybe then the moment they play three cards out of their hand, you win. Uh assuming yeah. you start the mill. No. Uh, yeah. You do this on the tank. Because like, but the thing is, the other fun part though is that if you don't start mill tank, they're like, oh, I'm gonna knock this thing out, and they attach like four energies to it. And you're like, great, cool, here's a capture energy for a mill tank, I win. Yeah, okay, that oh. makes sense. It's almost a bait. It's if you start anything else, they start attaching energies, and then you're just like, great, mm -hmm. like the moment they attach two energies, that's your quick ball for Mill Tank. So Yeah. Anyway, I wanna talk about the tournament. Instead of the not hitting the stone journers, I want to talk about what you did hit. Because we got some of the changes in the list, some of the weird things. And the first thing for the tournament that I want to talk about is, and I do this with everyone because I feel like this is the most important part of the game. You're sitting down for round one. It is you play the open, but like this is the first regional of the year. The open. It's hard to everyone who played in the open. The open feels like a meme for everyone who played in worlds. You sit down at the open. You're like, I'm just here because I'm already here. <laughs> Otherwise, you. that's how I felt when I, I'm like, I don't care about this. I'm going to do my best, but it doesn't. Alex looks really upset at that. That's a idea. bad take. That's a bad take, Kevin. No, that is a that is the take. I don't like the open. And the open should exist. I don't I don't care about it. Anyway, this is the first tournament of the year. <laughs> You're sitting down with this is a word we agreed upon before Alex yells at me. A janky deck. 
Everyone in the room, you are the one who's most likely to be labeled the beginner deck that you only hit round one and then you never have to worry about for the rest of the tournament. (laughs) What is going through your head? Are you feeling confident? Are you feeling nervous? Are you just simply excited? Like, how are you feeling with four mill tanks and the rest of 56 cards? Well... I pulled up to round one, sat down thinking, I'm going to play a funny deck for nine <laughs> And it's going to go pretty good, or it's going to go really bad. And I'm going to think, why did I play Miltank at my one of my few regionals of the year? I spent a regional on that, <laughs> or it's going to go well. So so you were, you were prepared for the worst, it sounds like. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That feels like an important but, part of uh, uh, bringing a deck like this. Yeah. I actually, so we thought about it and we think, we thought, well, most people don't know what Miltech Morpico is. So if I flip over a Morpico, what do people think? Do they think this is a control master? They have cracked the <laughs> format. Or do they think I'm playing them round one? They found something cool in their binder. Uh, so what I did to maximize my odds of them thinking the latter was I, uh, Showed up at the regional mat for the Garatina one. Uh, my deck was in a plastic bag. I <laughs> uh, used board game dice. And the whole thing was in one big freezer bag. So I showed up with my freezer bag and my mat. And I plopped down and I said, I'm just here to play some Pokemon. And it's true. I was here to play some Pokemon. But it worked. Or <laughs> I don't know if it worked or not. But It did not, not work, at least. The judges found it funny in top eight, actually. <laughs> when I show up and they got to move their, their clipboards because my freezer bag's too big. Uh, That's so good. Like, you didn't even change it out. You didn't even have a deck box ready. You just... <laughs> I had a Dragon Shield box. That's where I kept my deck. But uh, You didn't cool ETB sleeve it? I just used the Dragon Shield box. That's uh, EDBs require me to spend more money. Okay. That's fair. So, ETB yeah, also, yeah. that feels so sketchy because they're so bad. Change them, change them every round. Yeah. That's money. That is a lot of money. I'm not doing that. If anyone wants to do that at their next regional, swing by Tabletop Village. We'll hook it up with nine different ETB sleeves. If you promise to switch them every single round, at me on Spokane Pokemon. We'll hook it up. I do have to give a shout out to uh, Andrew Kennett for winning Salt Lake City Regionals with the EV sleeves that everyone got. All of his friends gave him theirs, and he just constantly re-sleeved when he had to. That's a thing? That That's a thing. He used the Eevee sleeves. I love that guy so much. I don't, because he beat me on the winning into top cut. But oh. he's a very nice person. <laughs> There's nothing against him. He's very nice, but he beat me, so I don't like him. Anyway, so round one, what were you up against? It was Ice Rider with Barrel with the one Empoleon and the one Cologne. Ooh, how do you handle so, Empoleon? Pretty well. Uh, that's like uh, one, they play one training court, one pump kaboom. So if they see any of those pieces early, you hold your paths or you even play one to bait one out early game mm-hmm. and just buy yourself time to set up like a great hand. Um, they commit a bunch of stuff to Empoleon. Uh, and then you either go path, and they have no response, and then Napoleon's a dead card. Or path, they have one response, path them again, and then they lose. Um, Was the path in the deck for Empoleon, or is it just a happy 
like surprise. Among many other things, one of them is in Bullion. But Path is just a great stadium. I mean, uh, true. It's also in that deck from you, you noob. <laughs> Why did you just ASMR into my podcast? <laughs> Anyway, so okay, so the path for Empoleon, absolutely disgusting good card, obviously. But even without that, if you early game can like boss up the barrels and just make them burn switch cards, more Pico is a pretty good answer to Empoleon. Because one, it damages them for weakness. If you go like more Pico, you can just go more Pico route, route, knockout, uh, which is mm. something that happened. That's what I did round one. Um, and Empoleon's attack has a nice little clause where it has to move an energy away from the Empoleon. So it forces them to keep digging for new outs to Empoleon every turn. It's such a high maintenance tech that like it wasn't really a big deal. Yeah, that's something uh, that everyone always finds out. I've watched various streamers of all levels from Tord to Randos that I found because I wanted to see what people were playing when the set dropped that are like, oh, I have to move the energy. <laughs> this card sucks. Yeah. The, the thing about mill like empoleon is a good answer for like one or maybe two mill tanks but not four and two more peko yeah like you, that that's you don't have one empoleon's not going to do the trick against all that yeah not to mention that the deck does play three cape of toughness empoleon doesn't knock out any <laughs> cape of toughness <laughs> yep. that's actually they so funny find their pool scrapper which you're not gonna you're not gonna play capes down until like you need them so if they discard it early, that's on them. They're not getting any value out of it. Um, well, that matchup's free. It's a good, good. We talking about it before, like, what is our best matchup in the field right now? And we're like, that's a strong contender. It's literally anything with Babarrel. Because if they're playing yeah. Babarrel, they're not playing, like, a lot of other, like, random stuff. So, or Mew. Or Mew, believe it or not. Mm -hmm. so One asterisk to that matchup is that you do need to not play kind of foolishly uh watch out for canceling cologne like respect it that it they can just cologne for one knockout on a mill tank out of nowhere so don't just go like solo mill tank right or like do almost nothing to set up your board and you be like i mill tank i win because like set up a good strong board to deal with empoleon slash one mill tank that will get knocked out by cologne and this is otherwise where, you're fine this is where meta knowledge if you're going to play a control or like anti-meta deck is so important because if you say that if you don't look at the world's results, you're like, Cologne's probably not in this. Like, why would they do that? They already have the mill tank answer. But you play Cologne for Manaphy with Greninja and Grant Manley played it at Worlds. And Grant Manley's a good person in net deck. So this is where that meta knowledge is so important. So now you hit you hit. This is called an auto win round one. I'm not sure if there's more mm. auto wins than that, but OK, you'll you'll call it that. Yeah. So. How are you feeling after round one? Are you like, this is my day, I'm on top of the world? Uh, I'm feeling pretty good. I've won round one, the other Miltank, four Picos won round one. I thought, you know what? This is our tournament. We, we cracked the code. <laughs> Let's go. Uh, but then round two, I hit um, Urshifu, Inteleon, Zeb Strika, which yes! you played against that same guy. It was the same guy. Was <laughs> I played? Yeah. No kidding. He was like, he was like, yo, I know what I'm doing here. Yes. That's so oh, funny. No. What is this person thinking? <laughs> oh no, you found the two people. <laughs> <laughs> it's 
So I assume that went very badly because Zebstrika hits uh, 120 <laughs> as a Well, nine. you would think. I do think. But <laughs> Prove me wrong. The way to, and then I won that matchup was game one, I uh, filled his bench turn one or two, and I averaged. I knocked out all four of his solvables that game. And he was just out. <laughs> he never so once good. got to use Zebstrika. Uh, because I would just never let him Zebstrika. If he keep calling, I'd boss his blitz. I'll knock it out. If he didn't keep calling, I'd knock out a Sobble. Or, like, put damage on a Sobble. Threaten him in some way. Uh, and I did that whole game one. Never got any concrete attack going. And he just had to scoop. And then game two, uh, he went Sobble pass. And then I went uh, more Pico Torment keep calling. And he couldn't get Pokemon <laughs> after that. Yeah. That's gross. The, yeah. the matchup is surprisingly, like, not the worst. Uh, because, like... His only out to like a caped, like he plays tool scrapper or not tool scrap tool jammer, which helps. But like, yeah, it it's it seems really rough. But the the we we drew because he won game one, I won game two. But the game that I won, he like couldn't get a different substrike into the active. He has to constantly pivot between the two um, because you can't use the same substrike. So as long as you like bounce the tower of waters and like get rid of his energies, you're you're fine. Yeah. Fine. So you you're two zero now. You just yeah. pulled out. I'm gonna be honest. So the game one sounds like a very valid way to win. Game two, <laughs> torment on keep calling so they don't set up is technically valid, but that's that's got to feel like a little bit of a like. All right, we take those. <laughs> I take and run with it. Uh, <laughs> I don't think any win I can get with the deck at that point. So now you're two zero. How 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 else is yeah. everything going? Like, what else is happening in day one? Um, so uh, the other Morpigo Mill Tank loses. So I'm like, okay, they hit a Palkia. That's rough. It reminded me not to hit Palkias. <laughs> uh, so then next round I hit Palkia. <laughs> oh, and no. that was kind of just a really poor round. Didn't set up too well. Uh, Palkia played, knew what they were doing. Competent player, you know, like they see they're not like burning energy everywhere. They've got the Inteleon set up early, putting pressure, and I just can't do anything. Um, game two, it's kind of the same story. Well, game one, actually, that was more game two. Game one, uh, I can't find any more Pokemon. And I've got uh, Miltank active. I have to bench Ditto. And turn two, they go uh, Goonping, Miltank, Scoop of Neck, Goonping, Miltank, Green Ninja, Knockout, Knockout. And I just get what board wipe because i'm out of pokemon that feels so right? bad yeah uh so that was just a quick set and it's just not too much i could have done there but that's the danger of the palkia matchup it's they have so many tools and so many weapons which is exactly what i was finding the entire time trying the deck yeah. And even I have to give a shout out to uh, Ahmed Ali, who Alex played against at NAIC, who DM'd me after the video with Alex. And he's like, you don't think this is a real deck, right? It never beats Palkia. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> you didn't tell me this. Oh, I should have told you. <laughs> oh, I love that guy. Oh, man. Yeah, because after after we played, he's just like, how did you, how did you win four games with this? <laughs> So, Jack, what are some other like good highlight matches from day one? Um, well, I lost the next one because of Reggie's. That one wasn't very eventful. Um, I, I tried a Mew 
uh, just, you know, game one, do your thing. Game two, gotta get mewed. I just can't get anything <laughs> set up. Uh, game three, uh, it's a tie. But I did win against Pakia. Mm-hmm. Uh, game one, they prized Shady Dealings. And they played the one. And I started really aggressive with ML Tank. And I just took out Drizals. Because I knew they played, I assumed they played quick shooting. And I was like, well, if I can just like stop them from setting up, uh, I will just be able to poke this shady dealings or quick shootings with like bosses before they can just take a prize. Um, so we go to game two. It's not good. Uh, don't set up like as well as I want to, as well as you have to against Palkia. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they, they, they go fast. They do their thing. So I lose that. Game three, um, I'm going aggressive. Like I'm trading prizes. But I have to trade prizes in a way that gets me like Roxanne. Um, Can your deck survive a Roxanne? Not typically. Uh, <laughs> it's tough. In theory, it should because you play a lot of supporters. But sometimes you just don't draw out of Roxanne. Um, and it was looking like I wasn't going to draw out of Roxanne. And it was the last turn where I was in the game still. And I taught that mark. And I'm like, cool. Your hand is big. It's got all the outs to win next turn. Let's Marnie. You have no more outs to Intelli on this game. Because, you know, I've knocked out Drizzles early game. Yep. Everyone else is an attacker. And if you net them, you're out of attackers. Uh, so I'm Marnie them. I get what I need. Uh, I knock out, like, their Shady Dealings Intellion, And I just get it. Um, and it sticks. That's such I, a good feeling. Yeah. Otherwise, I hit another Ice Rider. No, no tech. Um, easy so at this I point hit. you're four two one i'm skipping some rounds and i just okay. can't oh i played rks pikachu with the decidueye but they weren't able really to get the decidueye out it's hard for them to do it because it takes fighting and they don't play a ton of fighting especially the second place worlds list only plays the two fighting Ooh. instead of sometimes they play rod which can make it a little trickier but then they have to find rod and he discarded rod early so I was like, "Wow, that's pretty good." I assume it's the same way you need your too. You just get rid of their fighting. Yeah. That's what I was going to ask. Like, you just hammer the fightings, and then if you yeah. can't do something, you're like, "Okay, I'm going to torment the decidui." You play zero switches because why would you play switches? Mm-hmm. And they can't hard retreat it, or else they're going to run out of energy. So the decidui is actually not a good answer to four mill tanks, is it? No, which is part of why we wanted four mill tank. It's because a decidui that gets what they need at the right time can deal with three mill tanks sometimes. Mm-hmm. So that fourth mill tank is really just a little too much. Uh, one interesting note about the Decidueye is if you torment them, they can't attack, which is cool. But they can use the attack that searches for two cards and puts them in their hand. Oh, so I forgot that attack. Turn, they will attack. Uh, <laughs> it definitely helps if you can just Marnie them, and then you know they aren't seeing those cards. Yeah. Uh, but uh, that one, I won. So I was on my win in. I was looking, hoping for good matchups. Quick, I was looking around. Quick pause. You had a Milting more Pico had a win in it. It wasn't streamed. I'm I'm still sure. salty that this deck was not streamed. I had to watch so, the Mew Mirror match. <laughs> Dave, I I mentioned this on on Twitter before, but I was I've been like the number one seed with Sable Garb a few times, and both on on each occasion. The stream group came up to me and said, hey, just to let you know, we're not streaming you because no one likes watching Control. Which, like, I get on, on a certain aspect of things, but yeah, when there's an interesting Control list, they sure put it on there. 
So I I don't know what their what their deal is because like we've been in this format for how long has has this format been going on for like four or five years or something? So like <laughs> Mew versus Mew was nothing new to anybody. Yeah, it's kind of, it could yeah. bother me. I'm sitting here like rooting for my boy over here. Like, hey, let's get some more Pekka on stream. Because um, like round three, someone texted me like, hey, dude, like Milton Rebecca is in the field. And I was like, it better be on stream. And it wasn't. Yeah. And shout out to shout out to Bob McDougall on this one. Yeah. For like in the in the discord tagging and being like, hey, this deck is doing really well, because otherwise we would have had no idea because there's there's like no report right there's no way to tell what's going on so yeah that was a uh... anyway winning in you're looking around the so field in, all good matchups i'm looking matchups seem pretty good i'm seeing some arceus arceus is pretty much all arceus variants are good mm-hmm. uh so i'm hoping to see that and then round one i flip over game one it's a subtle i think this makes it tougher if this yep. is palkia this is going to be a scary round and then they attach fire energy. Keep calling. I think, oh, okay. This is interesting. Because I have no idea how the Radiant Star matchup plays out. I've never played it before. Um, yeah, why would you test that matchup? Benefit, like, I just figured, I'll wing it. It's good. Just, just run it. Um, but my advantage is, I know that like if you don't KO them, they don't have a way to accelerate Gentelion. Because Magma Basin only works on Fire Pokemon. Mm-hmm. Uh, so my plan is dig hard for hammers and never let them attack with Inteleon. So what I do is I have a hammer in my opening hand. I flip it, it's heads. Perfect. I bought myself at least one turn. I go, Regilecki, get back that hammer. They attack another energy. Hammer, heads. Bought myself another turn. Get back with the hammer with Regilecki. My whole game one was just Hope I don't flip tails with heads. <laughs> and I flip a bunch of heads. Bless. Uh, we take those. And it worked. Eventually, they just ran out. They got to use Clara. They got to use Ordinary Rod. And they just run out of water energy. Because um, they only play two. That's, yeah. And I didn't see twin energy in their list. So they might not have played twin. Warriors prize. So didn't matter. Late, late game, you're also not worried too much because like it's only the Inteleon because you can just stick a path against the Zard. Exactly. So, like, Zard's almost sometimes being dead because if they're spending so much time getting switch outs to, like, deal with more Peko, and this is, like, your like your plan B, and they're spending all these switch outs, if they have a bunch of Zard, you boss it, stick a path, and they can't do anything because it's three retreat. Uh, yeah, scoop up net. That's... Anyway, I, yeah, I, I, I'm the Radiant Zard simp, so I have to defend the deck. Well, like, if you're, if you're more Pekoing them to death, right, if you're, like, poke, 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 they're going to burn two or three nets before before that happens. Yeah, if they're holding all four nets in that scenario, like... You might as well go to game two. Yeah. But they've definitely so game two. Game two, hammer flip plan does not work. Uh, I flip tails, which is a bad sign. <laughs> True. Um, so I start using my Regilecki's, but they just have it. Like, they're taking knockouts on my Regilecki. I'm out of Regilecki at that point. Like, Ditto's gone, Regilecki's gone. That's not good. I've got more Picos, and I've got Miltank, and I'm not confident that I can prize trade with Miltank. Mm-hmm. So I think I need to just stall things burnouts uh take prizes right kind of like go with them into using radiant Zard. uh and it happens they bench the radiant Zard. they've got about maybe three prizes left they take a prize and go down to two i think i need to get this radiant Zard in the active and stall it if i can do that i win um but i need to stall something else 
they had a Snorlax in play. Uh, I think I bought a Snorlax or something like that. Uh, and they have to net it. That's four nets. I think, okay, I need to stick this, but there's an Inteleon with two water energy on there right now. If I boss the Charizard with two fire energy on that, it's got a three retreat cost. It's not moving. Game's over. And I just don't bench anything because they have cross switchers left. Smart. Uh, so I just had one mill tank in the active. There's a Charizard. If they play anything else, I'm done. I'm toast. Uh, I just need them to not have any more outs left. And they just can't find it. So Sheesh. I win that game too by like the slimmest of margins. Did they but, not have, because I got to ask, like Air Balloon or Escape Rope? Air or... Balloon had been played earlier. Okay, okay. That makes sense then. I didn't see any ropes, unlike Piper's List, which had plenty of ropes. There were no <laughs> ropes in that list. Well, one next, rope does make a big difference. Of, uh, yeah. Next generation of control player right here. That's hey, you're not wrong. Like, everything I'm hearing is like, you, you know what you're doing, Jack. This is this is really good to hear everything. Like, all the thought hey. process of the games. Oops. Oh, call up, call up Sander and I. We'll let you into the club. Okay. <laughs> don't act like you have any power in this club. <laughs> no, he's the Sander's the president. I don't. I don't. I'm not in the club yet. <laughs> I didn't ask him. I did see Sander responded to the tweet about your uh, top eight. That's got. That's got to yeah. feel good. <laughs> Control cosine. Right. Like. Yeah. Ooh. All right. So you win. You win the matchup. You two yeah. owe it too, which. I will yeah. stand by forever. That is a good matchup for Radiant Sard. <laughs> but do you want to yeah. run it? Do you want to run a best three out of five tomorrow on stream? That sounds terrible. No. <laughs> Why would I want to do that? We'll do it. But anyway, we'll tag team it, you know. <laughs> I'd rather play you than Jack. Well, one of you was successful. Oh, oh, you mean, oh, because I'm worse. Got it. Okay. Yeah, exactly. That's yeah, that's your third. <laughs> All right. So you like made. Slamming. I was like, I was like, you just met the guy. <laughs> no, he, he top eight. I haven't top eight anything yet. I can't slam. I, I gotta get. I gotta set my game up. I'm o two on my winning into top cut at regionals. It's trash. There are, there are more top eights in the in the control portion of this uh, podcast here. <laughs> so anyway, that's that's sad. Let's move on. <laughs> Uh, you make your first ever day two. How are you feeling yeah. Saturday night? Are you, I've got to get to bed ASAP. I've got to study what other people are playing. I got to go get the best dinner possible with the homies. Like where are we at with this feeling? I have to go study. I have homework to do. Nice. I got school to do. Oh, you literally uh, homework. Not. <laughs> yeah. Oh, nice. <laughs> no, I, I, so I get dinner at Shake Shack. Very nice with the homies. Good choice. I checked day two. Finally, day two's out. Uh, Did they know what you're playing? And I see I'm like 83. Nobody knows what I'm playing. It's not a book stat. <laughs> nice. My li- my group knows, uh, and that's about it. I'm gonna I'm gonna be so, honest. If they listed what you're playing on Pokestats, I feel like everyone would have assumed it was a meme. Because like SLC going into day two, they had Cherim Maractus on there, or they had. Durant something on there and I was like this is worthless I can never trust Pokestats again <laughs> they were lying about the Maractus thing? yeah oh. I know. anyway so you, you check it they don't know what you're playing which is huge you can see what other people are playing you do some homework <laughs> yeah I had a chapter of my novel to read so <laughs> go back to the hotel read that go to bed get a nice sleep Nice. I'm up at like 6, 6.30 the next morning. 
Uh, have a have no breakfast actually. That was maybe a, mis- a misplay, but whatever. <laughs> I uh, Who won the tournament. I had a breakfast. Right? Yeah. That was a Shout out to breakfast. No. It was the real real win. <laughs> so you're sitting down for round ten, your first ever day two. Yeah. You were kind of able to celebrate, but you also had to do homework and get up early. So not that much celebrating. <laughs> It's kind of a kind of an anticlimactic weekend there. But what are you feeling sitting down for round ten? Do you know what your opponents playing? Are they on Pokestats? So they were not on Pokestats. Okay. Uh, I'm in the dark here. I'm sitting down and thinking, okay, three wins should be good for top sixty four. If I get to three, I have top sixty four. That's the goal. Uh, we'll assess how I'm doing if I get to three wins. But uh, they flip over the cards. It's Mew. It's the four Pokestop version. That's good. I thought, already right now, I know what their list is. I know what kind of energy, like, availability they have. It's mm-hmm. not great. Four. <laughs> um, yeah. They have a harder time with Miltank. They have less energy available. Uh, they play Silene and Palpad, but uh, they all flip heads for that. So that's, like, a bad energy recovery. It's 75 or, yeah, 50% of the time, they get, like, one energy back. Yep. And 25% of the time, they just lose. So, <laughs> so it, went, it uh, went pretty well. Yeah, yeah, you know, especially, like, they attached two energy at one point. Yveltal gets two energy. Uh, That's so gross. Yeah. <laughs> the overcommitment. So, the punish. You'd love so to see that it. Was, that was round 10. Pretty much same story both games. Or, well, uh, game two, we go to time, but, like, they're not winning in time. Yeah. I'm not winning in time. It's a tie. But I've won game one, so. Perfect. The long game one pays uh, off for control. Yeah. <laughs> so round 11, 12, and 13 were all very similar in one way in that they didn't play a concrete answer to Miltank. <laughs> I did see Xander's um, salty tweet about hitting a Miltank deck. <laughs> that was me. That's uh, I uh, I feel like this is just makes it a good meta call for day two. The fact that you hit three decks in a row. Some people say it's lucky. I would say this is you predicting a day two meta effectively, like exactly what's maybe. supposed to happen happened. Yeah, I will say I did get very lucky every time I sat down on a round. Uh, so like uh, round twelve, I hit Xander, and. In between round 11 and 12, I'm like, oh, it'll be awesome if I get it, Xander. I think that's my best possible matchup <laughs> in the field right now. Um, cool, I hit Xander. Yep. Uh, I checked the pairing like 20 seconds later. Uh, so I sit down, I'm playing against Xander. Like, he doesn't play like a Meltek answer, so I'm just kind of watching around the other table, seeing what's going on. <laughs> um, and I see Reggie versus Mewtube Union. Uh-oh. Mewtube Union over. I think that's not good. Some of these are going to go to 9-2-1. I'm going to hit them next round. So I thought, well, I had a good run. I'm getting top 64. Next round's it. It's over. And then I get my next round. Chris Franco. I don't I don't know what they're playing. Um, but so I check book stats. It's up. It's Arceus Lucario. I think, oh, that's good. Oh, is it like, uh, so it's like the Decidueye build except Lucario instead of Decidueye? Yes. Freed up. <laughs> one of those builds has a shred basic V, one does not. And the one that does not is Lucario. So that was that was a barrel and hope game. Uh, 
kind of uh, kind of series, and it didn't work. Yeah, so, <laughs> I don't think that strategy ever really works. Not against the yeah. third and fourth mill tanks. All right, so no, they got like two knockouts though, so it was re- it was respectable. Okay, <laughs> not bad. So it, it could gone worse. So two auto wins in a row, and Mew is. I don't know if Mew's an auto win, but I don't think Mew's a bad matchup. The four DTE build, it's good. It's okay. So it's, it's what I want. Your your day two is fun. Four, sixty forty. Yeah. So uh, I forgot to mention, but I hit Arcus Agron as well. Another really solid matchup. No shred. And they can try to mill you with the Vmax. Doesn't work. You you will just knock it out. Nice. Uh, so I'm four zero. And I'm thinking, you know what? If I'm getting streamed, it's probably now. Uh, so I was kind of expecting to get streamed. And it looks like uh, my chips tweet that like they want to stream me that round. But I got up paired to Piper. And I thought, oh, it's Radiant's Uh I'm probably, I, I'm not on stream now because Piper is just on stream. Yeah. If I can win this, I'm in. So we'll see what happens. So I sit down with Piper. Uh, they say, what are you playing? That nobody knows I'm playing Miltank, more Pico. <laughs> and I'm calling it a Miltank deck over more Pico deck. So I'm saying, I'm playing Miltank. So she goes, um, I don't want to play against Mewtwo V again. I'm going to get lunch. Okay. Uh, scoop. Nice. Uh, so that would leave. That's actually so funny because when she tweeted out that she scooped you in, I was like, oh, what a flex scooping in an auto win without realizing she thought it was an auto loss. <laughs> oh, that's so good. I mean, you'll take it regardless. I will definitely take it. <laughs> um, so, but then what was funny is that they wanted us for deck check and they had to call us out on the kind of loudspeakers, Dak Moore, Piper Lapine at the purple table uh, immediately. Uh, we come over, and they weren't very happy. He said, you left before the round started. Don't do that. <laughs> uh, they gave us the matchup, but the round hadn't started yet. So we had to sit down, get deck checked. Piper realized that I was playing uh, more Pigo. Like, oh, it's that deck. <laughs> uh, which is fine, because Radiant Zarge got a pretty good matchup against more Pigo. But I... then last round, sit down, I hit Mew. But I figured, I just want this top 8. I'm going to ID. Uh, maybe I can pair myself against this Mew in top 8, the way this ID worked. It didn't. Uh, but it was possible. I just needed a little worse resistance. Yeah, but definitely the so move then, to ID there into... Yeah. yeah. You never want to eliminate a bad matchup. Or a good matchup, sorry. Yeah. Although I got up paired again. So maybe in retrospect, the play was, I played out, tried to win... I hit a high seed and I dodge all the rating zards for another round. But I figured I just want to top eight this. Make sure I have more Pico Miltank in top eight. Lock it up. It'd be so unfortunate if I lost a Mew after throwing away a top eight ID. Yeah. Uh, Alex, I saw you shaking your head. Yes, you've been there before. I've only had round 14 winning ins. I've never been able to ID an in. Are you just like straight up like, yes, you ID. You don't try and beat. To get a higher seed? Oh, I don't ever worry about the seeding. The seeding into top eight is never something I've ever worried about. Um, it's more of the, do you do you scoop or play something in? Right? Like, so, yeah, if Piper thinks that she's got a great win in, yeah, you you scoop to it to flex if you're, if you're, if you're in that scenario. But, um, 
No, you never really worried about seeding because it's so hard to calculate it out. Um, so you yeah. just, yeah, that makes sense. I don't know. I've always been the the two or three times that I was the one seed, I was like already there and just like yeah, I'm IDing and having lunch. Okay. So, so now going into top eight, you end up hitting Piper, who yeah. has now figured out what you're playing technically. I don't know if she knows yep. anything about the 60. but uh, I think she figured it out. She <laughs> knew what I did. Shout out to Piper for knowing Miltank more Pico. <laughs> well, she is a Mellow underscore Magikarp fan, so... As everyone should be. Yeah, so I am surprised that more people didn't know about it. Uh, it's got a lot of YouTube views, actually. But anyway, that's not the point of this. Uh, how did that top which, eight matchup which go? Attribute, which do you attribute that to? Do you attribute it to the deck or the co-host? Definitely. Remember, you've used your, oh, the, you've used the, your three already. The deck. The deck is very good clickbait. Damn it. <laughs> but uh, how did that top eight matchup go? Because the caster said they didn't pick it on purpose because it was so good for Piper. Was that an accurate? They made the correct choice. <laughs> Piper casters know what they're doing. Uh, it was over in ten minutes. Oh that, no! Yeah, wasn't good. I spent more time shuffling than playing. I, uh, yikes, but, uh, yeah, no game one. I wasn't drawn super hot. I was missing out. It's missing pokey gears and Piper, Piper plays for candy. So already her deck is more aggressive than my winning deck. Right. Mm -hmm. It played two escape, two escape rope in the winning list. Right. Which is also harder because there are more pivot outs. And like my things aren't safe on bench, especially if I'm trying to limit my bench or like, I have to bring like. I feel like Benchy Veltals to make sure like I can't they can't rope into like a mill tank and then they have to take a Veltal. Uh which means I have to go find Yveltals. Which I couldn't do if I wasn't drawing things off Poke Gear. Uh, so both games were kind of that writing was on the wall both games. I gotta get home, it's a long drive. I <laughs> I scooped them up. Uh but But I mean yeah, overall, top eight? it was a fun top eight. You got is that the only play mat you're ever gonna use now? Until I get another top eight mat. <laughs> there we <Yeah>. go. <laughs> Bro. He's like until Peoria, my guy. <laughs> Jack, are you gonna go to Peoria? I'm going to Toronto. Toronto, okay. Peoria is too far. For me too. Which, which of these United States do you reside in? <laughs> None of them. Ottawa, Ontario. Or oh, <laughs> Oh, that's right. Someone, yeah, something much. Yeah, okay. Never mind. Right. It was like yeah. nine hours to get to Baltimore. It was like a, it was a try. Silly me. So, sheesh. Yeah, it took a while. Well, congratulations on the top eight. And as a way to leave people, so you're not going to Peoria, but have you tested Lost Origin? And if so, what is the deck you would bring if you were going next week? I've given it serious thought because I, I do have people going. Okay. Uh, I'd love to help them. Don't you don't have but to leak if it's what they're gonna leak. do. <laughs> they don't know about it yet. But I've been testing and I think a Giratina toolbox deck is absolutely a good call. Build that correctly, bad. play correctly, I think you can just lock up a day two. I'm in a hundred percent agreement there. In fact I put out a YouTube video with the sixty that I am currently in love with, but this this whole this whole podcast has just been an advertisement for the YouTube channel. Yes, that's all. Yeah. That's all it ever is. Oh, we're using you for a jag. I I love Giratina, so I co-sign that completely. I think Giratina is so good. And if you like, oh, how do you beat the single prizers? 
you are a single prize deck. Yeah, you can pivot to it. Super easy. It's so good. All right, so there you go. If anyone wanted the what's the play for Peoria, two out of three people on this podcast are pro Giratina. Someone didn't even ask the other person. Alex, what jank would you play? It could have been three to three. Uh, I, no, I've been testing Lost Zone type boxes. Um, every everything under the sun. The one that I will shout out since I have this public platform and that our our little group we went into the kitchen cooked up some stuff. Um, with, um, now that I have you, Snorlax. Okay, Snorlax is a is a pretty good attacker in the Lost Zone box things, right? Correct. It's three colorless energies to hit for 210 damage if you have a band. What if I told you there is a Pokemon out there for three colorless energies that can hit for uh, 280 with three attachments? 280 with the same amount of materials you need for Snorlax. Would you play it? I know the answer to this, so I don't want to spoil it. Jack, yeah, yeah. would you play this absolutely broken Pokemon <laughs> that you're currently I trying to play? You need a band, you need three attachments, right? And if you're playing Mirage Gate, you can get there kind of easily, right? Or if you're like, oh, I need a twin energy and an attachment, still Mirage Gateable, right? Uh, it looks like I've got to read PKMN cards tonight. Yeah. Uh, it exists out there. It's got 90 thinking... HP. It's from Chilling Rain. Alex is going to leak yeah. it. It's no, I know. Hey, you know what? I'm going to give a give a little homework to the listeners today. It's a 90 <laughs> HP Pokemon from Chilling Rain. It's got three energy attack. It can hit 280 pretty easily. The same amount of ease that Snorlax can. Now, granted, I think double Snorlax is a really, really good way to counter all the Sableye stuff going on. Because, like, one Snorlax you can kind of get through, just go cram, cram, cool. Or, like, late game, you play around, you hit up with the Charizard, right, in that specific matchup. But double Snorlax is so much harder for the Sableye players to deal with. So, um, if you want, if you like the, the warm, cuzzly, fuzzy feeling that Snorlax gives you because of the Sableye matchup, fine. But, if you want something a little spicy, Chilling Rain, 90 HP Pokemon, it's a colorless type, but not always. So, <laughs> I do have to give a shout out to for anyone who doesn't know, Snorlax's ability isn't useless because Sableye damage counters don't go on to it. Insane. Shout out to me figuring that out on PTCGO where I clicked it 12 times and nothing happened. Local, locals last night, uh, I, played, I played against Kobe and I was playing the Sableye janky stuff. Um, and he started double Snorlax and I, in my mind, I was like, what, what do I do? Like, Lose. Like I was freaking out. I need four Articunos, but I don't play in my deck. Jack, if the people want to find more of you, where can they find you? Or any shout-outs also? I uh, will shout-out to Owen, who tested with me. Uh, everybody else who supported me in the car, drove me places. I'm not legally allowed to drive that long, so I need somebody else to get me there. Uh, shout-out to Bob McDoodle for alerting the world of the deck and giving me the ditto. So, right on, and, and Twitter uh, handle. People want to find me. I'm at uh, the Zombie Taco with a zero instead of an O on Twitter. Perfect. Go drop a follow, y'all. The O at the end, right? Pardon? Because the o, there's an O in Zombie and an O in yes. Taco. Uh, there's an O at Taco. I'll have it linked in the description box, either on the YouTube video or on your podcasting platform, to make it way easier. Alex, where can the people find you if they want more of you for some reason? 
Uh, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be on Mellow underscore Magikarp every day from now on. So you can just tune in like any Twitch stream. A big announcement. Any Twitch, any YouTube. I'm gonna be here every day. So you can just tune in to Mellow underscore Magikarp on Twitch or on YouTube. I'll be here. None of that's um, true. Um, if not, uh, at Spokane Pokemon's my Twitter handle, um, or Facebook or I don't know, Carrier Pigeon. Um, he's I, that old. If, yeah. If you want to, if you want to figure out something <laughs> like I'm around, um, and shout out to Mello for having us shout out to Jack for doing so dang well with the deck. I'm, I was sitting there tearing my eyes. I was like, this guy's got it. Um, so, uh, and shout out to, uh, obviously tabletop village. For all of your Pokemon needs, but only if you live in the Seattle area. <laughs> Myself, you can find me on Twitch, Twitter, and YouTube at Mellow underscore Magikarp. This has been another episode of the Lake of Rage podcast, and we'll catch you all next week.